Welcome to the Food Foundation podcast. I'm Dev and I'm one of the Food Foundation's young food ambassadors from across the country, campaigning for better access to good food for everyone. This week, we're looking at the superpowers of free school meals at the Food Foundation's Feed the Future event, bang opposite the Houses of Parliament in Westminster. But then I was just like, well, no, I'm going to use my voice and if I can um, help people and change that life of that young person, that boy at school, that little girl at school, I'm going to do it. It's just going to make me scream louder. MPs, celebrity chefs and campaigners sat down for a school dinner with young people like me from the Food Foundation and Bite Back who've experienced firsthand just how important free school meals are. Anna Taylor, Executive Director of the Food Foundation, explained why the focus was on the superpowers rather than the stigma of free school meals. So yeah, today's event, the superpowers of free school meals, um, is all about capturing and talking about and discussing the amazing benefits which are on offer through free school meals, whether that's helping children to learn, to behave well in class, to nourish their bodies so that they grow up healthily, and then the wider economic impacts which can come from really good procurement from supporting local farmers and supply chains. Our amazing lunch was served by celebrity chefs Tom Kerridge and Melissa Hemsley as part of their support for the campaign. They explained why it matters to them. I mean, it's always been my dream, you know, to, to, to come out of the Mission Star Kitchen and to work as a school dinner person. From my point of view, actually, do you know what? This is, this is a great opportunity to highlight, showcase and let everybody know um, that, that there are 800,000 kids that are missing these opportunities. So, you know, anything we can do to lend a helping hand. I, my background is the same. I come from a single-parent family um, where we qualify for free school meals um, and I, I completely understand the vulnerability of these kids. Um, the only issue is that, for me, it was 35 years ago and we're still having to talk about it now. You know, I talk about food all day, I write about food all day, but sort of, what is the point if everybody and every child in the UK isn't receiving access to this food. So I know lots and lots of chefs who'd love to be here today. We can't all be here, but I feel like the more we talk about it in person, feet on the ground, the better. Uh, And I know lots of people are spreading awareness or shouting about it on social media, but there's nothing like being here in the room, eyeball to eyeball with our MPs and hopefully convincing them that this is something they need to take to heart and act on. Lunch was made by Chefs in Schools, the charity that introduces kids to amazing food, not just in the canteen, but right across the curriculum. I think it shouldn't be that where you are born or who you're born to determines whether or not you get to learn to have a decent relationship with food, whether or not you get to learn to try different kinds of food. So ultimately for us, this campaign fits in very neatly with everything else that we do, because at the moment there's 800,000 plus children who are being denied the right to a free school meal. They're not getting the opportunity to eat this meal on any day. So it's really important to us that every child has that access and that it should be a really good quality meal. Naomi Duncan is Chefs in Schools' chief executive. She explained the plan. So the menu today is a delicious uh, star anise beef, uh, all vegetarian option, the sweet potato chat, both served with rice, and then for dessert, butternut squash cake. However, for 50 unlucky people, their families are uh, earning too much money to be entitled to a free school meal, and so they've, they've packed lunch instead. 800,000 children live in poverty in the UK right now. But because they're not poor enough, they're not entitled to free school meals. The threshold is just £7,400 per household after benefits. Expanding free school meals to all children from households who get universal credit would reach all these children living in poverty. Anna Taylor wants MPs to feel their pain. 
Well, today we really we're trying to get MPs in the room so that they can see all of this hard fact and also just hear the stories behind this campaign. Hear from the young people about what it really means to be in a canteen where your friends can't afford to eat. Um, to hear from adults who are now in all walks of life, who as kids had free school meals and I want to talk about the benefits which free school meals brought them. So it's about touching their their hearts and their heads so that they come away to today's event just thinking, right, yeah, I really need to back this campaign. This is not about party politics. This is about doing the right thing. We ambassadors with lived experience of food insecurity, or like me, who's witnessed friends having to suffer the indignity of simply not having enough to eat, we're in charge of the hearts bit. But Anna had the hard facts to back us up. Well, one of the things that we're trying to do now, because the economic pressure is so intense, you know, we're hearing the government talking a lot about cuts and there's not enough money to go round. What we've done is really tried to pull the numbers together to show the cost benefits. So up until now, the government said it's unaffordable to expand preschool meals. But now we've got the evidence which shows that you actually deliver more benefit from this investment than it costs. So every £1 in delivers £1.38 in return. And those are benefits that are children doing better and having lifetime better earnings because they get better jobs or um, better nourished and relieving their families of the cost of school meals so that frees up money to spend at home for other nutritious foods. So a whole set of wider benefits. So we've now made the case to Treasury to say, look, you can't look at this as like a drain on the economy. This is an investment and it's an investment in children's futures. That economic analysis was conducted by PwC and published by Impact on Urban Health. Joanne McCartney is the Deputy Mayor for London with responsibility for children and families. Fresh and energised from her lunch of sweet potato chart, she explained why she was backing our Feed the Future campaign for access to free school meals to all the children who need it. It's morally the right thing to do. We also think it has great benefits. You know, it supports parents. It makes sure all children get a hot meal every day. And we know in education terms that that actually supports learning. It improves concentration. And it also reduces the stigma if all children get that same meal. London is a city of contrast. We have very wealthy areas. But what's often missed is we have very deprived poor areas. And so for children who are living up in very difficult circumstances, that hot school meal might be the only nutritious meal they get in that day. And therefore we do know that that child will therefore benefit, they will have extra concentration, they'll be able to learn, they'll be able to take opportunities that otherwise they wouldn't be able to. And it means that they can stay alongside their peers, they don't fall behind. And we know that that is really important to improve life chances for all our children. Anne Longfield, chair of the Commission on Young Lives, said that child food poverty is nothing short of a national emergency. Well, I think this is going to be a huge call for action, but also a celebration of the brilliant people that are working with children to really ensure that they get the nutrition, the help they need, especially at this tough time. But there's a clear call here, which is for government, essentially, to understand the importance of feeding our children at all times, but especially at a time where the cost of living crisis is hitting so hard. And we know that there are so many children on very low income that just don't qualify for free school meals as well. So 
this is something which I think goes to the heart of what we want to be as a nation. We aren't helping those children enough. We should be. I think it's a national emergency. I've said before that we should be having COBRA meetings on a regular basis to understand the impact of vulnerability and bring that engine of government behind reducing it. But I think this is a fantastic show of how many people are so concerned about this issue. And ultimately, parents throughout the land, I think, want more action and want um, a response from government. But why do we have to put on such a campaign like this? Why don't MPs listen? Well, I think there's a number of things. I don't think there's any clear responsibility within government of where this lies. I think that goes to the heart of it. And I've been campaigning for vulnerable kids with governments, you know, of all uh, kinds for decades. And even looking at the broader issue of vulnerability, there isn't a clear place, or there hasn't been over the last 12 years, for where the responsibility lies. So it's always very convenient to think it's some other department's problem. Is it the the Department for Education's problem because school meals happen during school time? Is it something should be about Department of Health because it's about the health and well-being of children? Should it be the Treasury? Because actually, if we don't build healthy, achieving children, we're not going to have a society that can do so in the future. That's why I think, really, this has to be something that goes to the heart of government and the top of government. But, you know, governments are there for a reason. They have, you know, it's obvious, immense capacity to bring about change. And if they choose to do something, and I would say feeding vulnerable children is one of the things that absolutely should be at the top of this, you can do that. We young people who have been campaigning to stop child food poverty know that free school meals are an investment in the future. Christina Adane joined Bite Back 2030 after her own experiences of the superpowers of free school meals. Uh, Free school meals, to me and to so many other young people, is the one guarantee um, of a hot, nutritious meal a day. Um, And that was what myself and my younger siblings kind of relied on at school. There were many times where I was in school and had to share with my friends who literally just didn't eat because either they didn't meet the threshold or um, their family were, you know, kind of too proud to uh, say they needed free school meals. So there were so many instances where my friends would go hungry and I'd literally have to, we'd have to, you know, share between two, three people. Meanwhile, the canteen was in full swing with Melissa Hemsley and Tom Kerridge ladling out the goodies from chefs in school. Young ambassadors Saf and Janai were very happy with their lunch. Star anise beef. Yes. There is a butternut squash cake. We forgot. The long-time campaigner Baroness Rosie Boycott and her colleague in the House of Lords Des Brown were among the 50 people who had been refused a lovely hot lunch. Just like those 800,000 children who are not quite poor enough to receive a free school meal. She showed me what she got. Okay, I've got British Chris. I've got some fruit. Now, look, this is... And I've got some nice sandwiches. So, quite frankly, this is basically what I eat for lunch every day anyway. But I have been to schools where people have half of last night's McDonald's with a few cold chips. And it is truly awful. And they're sitting on a separate table. That said, I have also seen some amazing packed lunches that parents have done. I don't want to demonise all parents. But it's just a stupid system. And it shouldn't be like that. In a recent survey, 79% of teachers said children bring packed lunches with insufficient amounts of food. 
Fewer than 2% meet the government's school food standards. While Lord Brown unpacked his lunch, he told me why he was here today. Uh, I mean, like Rosie, I'm a member of the House of Lords and, and we're both on the Environment and Climate Change Committee which, uh, and food is at the heart of our current is- the current issues that we are collectively concerned about. I'm personally very concerned about food security. You know, and of course, if we don't nourish our children, then I mean, I mean, the government's ambition to grow the economy will fail. Candidly, you know, our kids will not only not grow properly, but as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Scotland. I mean, we have a slightly more enlightened view about whether or not children need food at school. Everything about the country depends on our children. If we don't, if we don't nourish our children, I mean, it's not just food. It's not just filling their bellies. It's nourishing, giving them food that feeds their brain. Did you know England excludes a much higher proportion of children from free school meals compared to the other UK nations? Check out the Food Foundation episode a couple of months back on how Scotland is leading the way in the UK by rolling out universal provision of free school meals. Leila Kazim is the presenter of BBC Radio 4's food programme and was chairing the panel discussion after lunch. She was keen to feed her brain with a good, healthy lunch. So I've got some nice looking beef and chickpeas and carrots with rice. Ooh! Wow, lovely spicy flavouring. Tender beef, warm, delicious, nutritious. Totally setting me up for the rest of the afternoon. What more could you want? And I, you know, it's what school kids need as well. They need a stomach full of something nutritious and hot so that they can actually learn the rest of the day. I tell you what, my mum used to pack me halloumi and jam sandwiches, so um, quite a different thing. Uh, dare I say this is better. <laughs> Don't tell my mum. <laughs> Melissa Hemsley and Tom Kerridge were the celebrity dinner servers. Melissa was pretty impressed with what chefs in school had on offer. So we've just served up lunch and there's smiles all round. It's a, a, a drizzly cold day and everybody's feeling warmed. Uh, you can hear all the chatter. Everybody's seeing who's got what food. And it just goes to show, you know, the incredible chefs in schools uh, who... Um, do what they say on the tin. They put chefs in schools and they have a fantastic cookbook if anyone's thinking about a Christmas present. It's nourishing, it's uh, easy to make, it's simple to source, it's British seasonal ingredients. You know, it's food to build people's mental health, it's food to bond over at the school table. We're all sat together at, you know, like long school canteen style tables. And my two sort of biggest passions, I guess, are mental health and sustainability. And the Feed the Future campaign is these two, you know, tie in and, and, and influence each other so so powerfully because kids are not going to care about the future, the environmental impact on Mother Earth if they don't feel like people care about them and their future. And same with mental health. It is too easy to feel for people to feel even lower, even less focused, even less valued. Their self-worth will plummet if they feel left out um, and more to the point, don't have something to feed them so that they can nourish themselves and take part in afternoon lessons. It's like they're getting cut off from half the school day. As the MPs, guests and young ambassadors carried their trays and packed lunches into the dining hall, the chat was enlightening for everyone. Kim Johnson, Labour MP for Liverpool Riverside, was sitting with Destiny and Praise from Biteback, 
the youth-led food campaigning charity Jamie Oliver has adopted. Kim sees the really dark side of food poverty in her constituency. We have some significant issues in Liverpool in terms of particularly around food poverty. So 11 children out of a class of 30 in my constituency will be in work poverty. And I think it's, from my point of view, rolling out universal free school meals to all children is an investment in our future. And, and I think not doing it now, I think we pile up problems for the future. We know at the moment because of food poverty, we're seeing uh, a massive increase in Victorian diseases, rickets, uh, scholar fever, We've got kids who are suffering from malnutrition, diabetes. And I think this needs to be tackled now so that we invest in our future. So um, children of today will be the wealth builders of the future. That's really, really important. And I think if not now, when? And I think it's something that um, the Tory government really needs to take on board. I think it's not about um, a cost. They shouldn't look at it as a cost benefit. They should look at it as an investment in the future. Destiny felt that she had met someone who could really hear what she had to say about her own experiences of child food poverty. I think it's really valuable and to see her insight on free school meals and its importance for young people and the future of the UK is, as I said, really insightful. And for me personally, it's finally knowing that our voices are being heard and as someone that used to um, receive free school meals, I feel like my voice being heard is really important and it's really given an insight to officials that can really make a change. Praise has never had to deal with food insecurity herself, but as a witness to friends who have, she joined Bite Back to make a difference. I've had friends who are on free school meals and I've had friends who weren't on free school meals but they were relatively low income that they would have benefited from it. And I've seen how there's too many children that are going hungry or without the help of like friends sharing their lunch with them or other people, they would literally go hungry. And it's just, I think, so many times people try and say there's not enough money to fund it. But I just think if children are going hungry in this country and we're the sixth richest country in the world, I feel like more can be done and more should be done because every child deserves a right to eat. I think it's a human right for every child to be able to eat. This was an amazing opportunity to meet people who literally shape our futures. Charity lawyer Michelle Price was sitting with Mazan and Felix, two of my fellow ambassadors at the Food Foundation. And she told them that once upon a time, she was just like them. The whole concept behind Free Made Me, which basically came to me in the middle of the night when I was working with the Food Foundation, was me realising as a lawyer on the team that actually free school meals have been an incredibly important part of my journey. And they're the whole reason that I am where I am today. So the idea behind Free Made Me is for people such as me from all walks of life, I'm a lawyer but it can be anybody else, to be able to stand up and say quite proudly that Free Made Me. So that other people can see that it's an investment in children making sure that children have a a meal, making sure they attend school. It's everything that then takes that person forward in their life to achieve whatever it is they're going to achieve. Um, Having Growing up, having a family, having a job, having good health, having good relationships, having good mental well-being. So that's why I really want to encourage 
everybody who's gone through that process at an early stage in their life and perhaps buried it, because I certainly had buried it, I'd sort of forgotten about it. I don't look like somebody who grew up in poverty and had free school meals. And I think if more people like me did that, then we, we, we stand a chance of removing some of the stigma, the shame and some of the negative messaging around free school meals. Felix was thrilled to be sitting with someone who really got the power of free school meals. He's doing his A-levels and needs a healthy lunch now more than ever. It's really difficult at um, college because I can't find like whether the free school meals there's not much information about it, like higher education. When you get to college and sixth form, there's just no information about it. And I think that's one of the things we can focus on in the future as well, making sure that it, when people are on free, when they... It doesn't just stop at high school, it carries on forward because A-levels are quite tough, so you need that. But like what people like Michelle is doing is really important because allowing, taking away the stigma of free school meals is, is really important because it's a taboo subject. Like free school, have, Being on free school meals isn't a negative thing, it's a positive thing that allows you to have a chance, chance for the future and allows you to get the best out of school and not have to go into school worrying about how, how am I going to afford to get my meal? How am I going to eat? And stuff like that. As the school bell rang for the end of lunch and the afternoon shifted to the panel discussions, another of our ambassadors, Janai, bumped into Melissa Hemsley, who she'd interviewed for this podcast back in lockdown over Zoom. Oh my God, your earrings are absolutely amazing. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Melissa wanted to know how the event was helping with the campaign. Well, I think the main thing is that we're in a room with people that can actually make change so being able to sit and chat with them and just to say like our stories and what young people and children are really going through and just like the impact it has on your your school day your day to day and how you don't feel yourself when you're not fed properly and in England that should just be a basic right so just being able to speak with them and just sharing our stories on what England should be looking like in the future really and she wondered how it felt for Janai to sit down and tell her story of growing up hungry to all these people. Um, at first it's actually quite embarrassing because you don't really want people to know. Like, I've had like family come to me and be like, you shouldn't say that, don't say that. Um, it stays in the house. I don't know if that's a cultural thing, but very much I struggle staying at home. But then I was just like, well, no, I'm going to use my voice and if I can... Um, help people and change that life of that young person, that boy at school, that little girl at school. I'm going to do it. It's just going to make me scream louder. So now I'm very, I think I'm very comfortable with what I'm saying and just living in my truth, really. And let's not forget that it's really hard to hear these stories too. That's the whole point of the day. Melissa had conflicting feelings as she listened to Janai. Makes me really angry and makes me want to, you know, shake the shoulders of the people here who. I hope, are feeling as touched and moved by it as I am. Um, I, it also feels deeply unfair that, that Janai and the others have to share things that they shouldn't have to and, and really uh, share it multiple times for it to land with people. Um, but I'm just really pleased to be here and hope that you know there's a great buzz of... Nobody's leaving. Nobody's just eaten lunch and gone. Everybody is willing at the moment, it looks like, to stay listen here and hopefully of course actually do something afterwards so I I know today's been really worth it and we're really lucky to have you tell your story with us and Janai's right 
These lived experiences are often the only way to get people in power to listen and act. Lord James Bethel was about to get on stage for a panel discussion called Beyond Politics Can School Food Cross Party Lines? I think it's helpful for parliamentarians to see it firsthand what is involved and what are the benefits of a nice, warm school meal in the middle of the day. And also to talk to some of the tremendous kids who are, who are ambassadors for this cause and who can speak firsthand about the benefits they've had from healthy food in the middle of the day. So hang on. Everyone in the room seems to be on the same page. So how come kids whose parents earn more than the £7,400 threshold yet can't afford to feed them healthily enough aren't getting a hot lunch at school? Well, the truth is it is expensive. It's £447 million to expand school food meals to everyone who is from a universal benefit family. That's a stonkingly huge amount of money when you're at the middle of a financial crisis as we are at the moment. So I think these decisions do have to be taken carefully. What is striking to me is that this is a very surgical and precise intervention in the lives of school children. It breaks so many of the cycles about those who are hungry not learning enough, about learning really good habits, about getting people set up to achieve the most that they can in their lives. I think the case for it is really strong, even given the financial pressures we're under. The Treasury have to curate the taxpayers' money very cautiously, and they have to deal with hundreds of ideas for spending lots on things all the time. The intervention that would really make a difference is about economic value for money. And you have to believe that what kids learn at school and what their prospects are in later life massively benefits from this intervention. And that's what I would like to try to convey to the finance directors for the country. As the panel members from business, health and politics argued it out in the afternoon sessions, there was little to disagree about. Schools, they all said, are about creating the wealth generators of the future. Don't let anyone tell you we can't afford to invest in a good and noble society, was my favourite quote of the day. We'd spend the day talking to people who we really felt we could trust with our stories of the superpowers of free school meals. And it felt great to be heard. But when Food Foundation ambassadors, Janai, Saf, Liber and Rushda, and Bitebags Harrison and Sneha took to the stage in a performance based on their lived experiences, well, it brought the house down. I wake up with food on my mind. This time of the day just fills me with dread, anxiety, the knowing of what's to come or not to. Distractions in my morning, my one true saviour. I see my friends happy, full belly, so I smile. I put on my mask to hide the fact that I'm hungry and too scared to ask for help, too scared to take off my mask. Food which otherwise I wouldn't be able to afford. If not, my future would be hanging by a single cord. Frustration oozes from my every pore as my brightest student falls asleep, drowning in hunger to even think past the agony of their lunches, empty treats. Harrison stopped talking then, not just a moody teen, but 16 shouldn't be hollowed cheeks and stolen rolls, 
we'd look away as he took two. As the parent, I want to bring the world and put it at my child's feet. I am the hope holding tight onto the rope. Or am I? Am I the dark, scary nights that take away the shining light? Layla had been chairing the panel discussions all afternoon. I asked her what she would take away with her. Um, well, I mean, I have had goosebumps since the young people came on and did their performance poetry. The event was great because we heard from so many different voices the different arguments as to why free school meals should be extended. All of the stuff I've heard today is so compelling, it's a no-brainer. Big things I've taken away today are, firstly, the call to action to, to write to your MP, fill in the form on the Food Foundation website, it's very quick. But what I also took away was how much the personal experiences of both children and now adults who perhaps were eligible for free school meals when they were younger, how that can really affect change when it comes to the policy makers. So I think a big thing is sharing more of those stories because that's the thing that got me today. And when you hear about what is actually happening on the ground in schools and you realise that, you know, you know they're like incredibly tough landscapes kids are facing on their hour lunch break, um, if that isn't going to convince people, then, you know, I don't know what is. We've already got cross-party support for our Feed the Future campaign, with two-thirds of MPs agreeing that we need to extend free school meals. You can add your name too. Just use the Food Foundation's link endchildfoodpoverty.org forward slash feed the future to send an email to your own MP. You can find out much more about the issues of child food poverty and the work of the Food Foundation by listening to the back catalogue of our award-winning podcast, formerly known as Right to Food, and at foodfoundation.org.uk. Thanks for listening.